0: Hey family, yes, happy Sunday, welcome to the Rush Hour session, we've got lots to get through this next two hours. Yes, yes, we have,
1: Josh, hang on, I thought Bernie was taking over this role. Actually, yes. I don't
2: know. Oh, well, for the Sunday have, session? Well, I don't know. Anyway. we'll, but well it's go, Bernie. You're lucky to well, have me here on a <laughs> Sunday, I should be somewhere <laughs> yeah. else.
1: It uh, has been a good week, though, hasn't it, Bernie? Nice. Um, it's been about the guests, though, I reckon. I had some big oh, names. Biggest names Very ever. big names. Well, Who are they, Greg? Tell us. Brian Lara? Yeah. Shane Watson? Yeah. Killer? Nah. Who? Who? Darren kale yes. yes. Very good. Anyone else, Jars? Yes. couple <laughs> of <old>
2: segments <laughs> came back, Greg. couple yes. of yes, Blue, leave it or not. Yeah. Award winning Very average segment. Health chat. Well, where, why isn't that in here? Health chat. That'll yes, be in not there. In there. <laughs> Listen up. That'll be in there. No the it? stutterer. What's that about? <laughs> well, we got you and KG mixed up, oh and we'll no. let the family decide. And the voicemail, which is a much loved segment. Yeah, very much
0: loved. Hey, yeah. enjoy, hey? Enjoy. Mm. Coming up. Next. Our
3: next guest is a record breaker. Here comes Chris Lewis to Brian Lara. He's gone for a- Tobago and West Indies cricket. And was witness to a record-breaking win.
4: 27 years to beat Australia in Australia. This West Indies team can stand tall today. Congratulations to every single member of that cricket team. What a wonderful occasion. Please welcome to Triple M's Rush
1: Hour, the one, the only, Mr. Brian Lowe. Oh, Oh, Cricket
4: Royalty joins the Adelaide Rush Hour. Welcome, Brian. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's a a great introduction. Thank you, guys.
1: (laughs) No worries. No, hey, thanks for your time, because I'm sure you're a busy man. I hope you're enjoying Australia. But how much did you enjoy that win by your side yesterday against the Aussies?
4: Uh, uh, Very, very difficult to explain. I mean, first of all, I look at my phone, there is messages (laughs) like, I get messages twice a year, Christmas Day and New Year's, and it's just piled (laughs) up with messages from all over the Caribbean. Every supporter of West Indies cricket, not just um, in Trinidad and Tobago or the Caribbean, but, you know, diaspora extended everywhere. So it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling to be there yesterday, to um, be in the come box and, and to call this game. Uh, it was just it was just a tremendous piece. It's hard to explain. I mean, I, to me, uh, at least I can speak about a couple of matches that I've read about, you know, the Thai Test match in Australia 1962. Um, but also the matches that I've been involved in, one-run victory in Adelaide, and even that game in Barbados where um, we won that match. Um, myself batting with uh, Courtney Walls. So I believe that this one has surpassed everything. Wow! You it, know, I think that this is just a major. This is a young, inexperienced team written off, and just you know went out there and just performed unbelievably.
1: It was the the atmosphere. I mean, there wasn't many people there yesterday, but the atmosphere and just the the feeling at the Gabby yesterday, you just had to be there to believe. 27 years since you've won a Test match in wow. Australia. You've, just talk us through, mate, like the, the West Indies, you've done it tough, haven't you, over the last decade or so, in in particular Test match cricket. What do you think this will do for, for cricket in the West Indies?
4: I think, um, you know, obviously it's a joyous moment now. It's record-breaking. It, it's everything that uh, we need um, to sort of, really and truly come together as, as a nation as a caribbean nation and solve our problems and it's there i mean this is uh unbelievable uh achievement by a team that um is very very young and you know at no point in time we were in total control of the game so to show that uh that level of fortitude and to keep working hard to produce this result is just uh unbelievable so for me it's it's done. It's it's we we can celebrate it as as long as we want, but is this a stepping stone to something better in the future? We've got three test matches in England coming up, and all this could be rubbed off very easily. And I mean, in- England just beat India in India, so you know it's going to be tough. Um, I'm hoping that um, the success could be something that uh, will will spur us on to find the answers for bettering our cricket in, in the long run. You know, it's going to be a process, um, but in the long run, we want to see the Westernies in five years' time being competitive, coming to Australia, going to England, going to India, and, and the opposition, you know, knowing that they're going to have a fight on their hands.
2: Hey, I want to... You spoke about some of the younger players coming through. Shamar Joseph, now, he debuted here in Adelaide in the first test, took five for, made 40 and. I thought he was done. We all thought he was done after day three, broken toe, comes out seven for... He's something really special and his pace was up too.
4: It's unbelievable. I mean, I don't think it's just really... um, I don't think he understands really and truly everything that he's done. um, His achievements in in just the second test match. Um, It will be written in in the Arnolds. It's going to be written in in cricketing history. Um, And... I, I think one day he would come and appreciate it. But one thing that he mentioned in the press conference, well, I was there listening, and he said, you know, he said, I'm going to say this in front of everybody here in front of the world, that test cricket comes first. That he's going to be available to play test cricket, which yeah. is an amazing statement for, for a young man. Obviously, um, it's not just us at the Gabba or Australia or the West, he's been looking around. A lot of franchise owners of, of cricket around the world would have been focusing on, on him. So it's great to hear that, see how it, it, it turns out in the future, but um, he's a, a tremendous kid. And he also mentioned that he just met the captain two to three weeks ago when they got on the flight. Can you imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, that is just unbelievable. Uh, he's
0: a new cult hero. There's no doubt about that in terms of Test cricket. Now, Brian, just explain the conditions and the facilities over there in the Caribbean, because you're all made up of little islands to try and represent the West Indies. Where's What's happened to the last 10, 15 years? What's happened to all the money and the, and the resources for your once very proud, and we all idolised the West Indies in the 80s, grew up uh, watching the uh, West Indies? Where's all the money, and is it true that the... Test players get about a hundred thousand US to play cricket, Test cricket for West Indies. Is that true? Is
4: that all? I I I don't know. I don't know what the contracts are like. And um, the West Indies at no point in time was uh, actually blessed with a lot of money um, in the in the cricketing sense of it. I know back in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. Australia, we toured Australia, Australia a lot. Back in those days, we also, you know, there was an arrangement between the cricket boards that ensured that the West Indies benefited financially. Yep. But we were never like a powerhouse with money. So um, okay. I think, I, know, I don't know what the players' fees are. Um, I also feel that uh, we have to develop a lot more academies around the Caribbean. There are a few Wrong. islands that have uh, a couple. The West Indies Cricket Board has its own academy in Antigua. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think more corporate money should come into the game Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, maybe even the governments as well, the the carry should come together and sort of get a fund to make sure that cricket grows a lot, especially in the grassroots level.
1: Hey, Brian, I was disappointed. Obviously, Australia lost yesterday, but I was so happy for those young men uh, who got you over the line. But also uh, there was Ian Bishop... Carl Hooper, Jimmy Adams was part of the uh, the coaching group there as well. And just to see the emotion from you guys, I, apparently you were, you shed a few tears in the commentary box as well. But, that, but just how, how much does that mean uh, to you guys, that uh, just, just seeing your team win again? I mean,
4: we played, I played for 17 years. All the names that you called have played for a long period of time for Western East. Um, some of us during you know, the end of the halcyon days, so we had an understanding of what being the number one team in the world was like. And, um, yeah, so to, to come this far, um, so much to a couple decades uh, where, you know, cricket has been just diving, you know, um, to levels that, you know, was very embarrassing at some points in time. So to achieve what we did, I mean, everybody you, you would see, I mean, you saw Carl Hooper with tears in his eyes, Ian Bishop, uh, Jimmy Adams, yes. But at the end of the day, you know, we all sat down and we talk about, you know, how do we get this thing yeah. moving forward? Because it's, yeah. it's a game of cricket that's ended now, and we can celebrate as much as we want, and you know, tap ourselves on on, on the shoulder. But you know, we just want to see continued success. We want to see the fight that the youngsters showed in this match. We want to see it again in the, uh, you know, in the series to come. And not just Test cricket, you know, in all forms of the game. We've got a World Cup coming up in five months' time, how are you going to perform?
2: Yeah, Brian, so you speak to the players. Um, the negative comments around the side, and there was grounds, Adelaide Oval seeking compensation because the game didn't go so long, um, got West Indies two years in a row. How did the players use that internally? Was it was it motivation? The captain said he used it himself as yeah. motivation. Rodney Hogg
0: had a whack at him. They yeah, did. Him he did.
4: So <laughs> did they
2: use that? Do you know? Did they write anything on the board?
4: I, I, I mean, the captain mentioned it. Um, you know, in terms of that intimate knowledge of the team, just remember, I'm up in the come box, so you know the day-to-day um, internal meetings I'm not involved in. But but definitely, there were some embarrassing things said about the team. Um, and it's a very young team, you know. That that's 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 the best that the West put together to get here. There's some players that are missing that uh, represented West in the past and still fit the the uh, Jason Holder and Kyle Miles and they, and, but you know, they opted to to be out of the series, so we, I, mean, I think respect must be given for all the youngsters who've made the journey across to play, knowing fully well that you know, they were coming up against a powers like Australia, but I like the fact that, you know, even if it did not turn out in a win yesterday I was very proud from the moment we started putting Australia under pressure uh, yeah. because that was not mm-hmm. expected yeah. and um yeah, you know, people allow their opinions. The Rodney Hugs and everybody's allowed their opinions and we just got to move on. Mm. Uh, the captain said it was motivating, which is great because it could also have the flip side of it, which it could be discouraging and, and the guys could lose um, self-belief and, and self-esteem. But uh, it's great to see that it, has, it did not affect them negatively.
0: Chatting with West Indies, great, Brian Lara. Now, Brian, before we say goodbye to you and we really pre- appreciate your time, 321 Votes for the best celebrations now surely <laughs> surely our boy Shamar joseph got three votes cuz he partied all night and he was walking around uh, brisbane without his shirt on I'm led to believe <laughs> tony roach second two votes <laughs> tony, tony roach all night who Maybe Kemar. Roach, <laughs> yeah. cousin of Tony Roach, the great tennis player right. of Australia. Okay. And what about your captain? They reckon he's down the uh, little Brisbane Whoa. River somewhere. <laughs> <On> the valley. <laughs> Have you got any three two votes? Three, two, one three, votes, two. please.
4: <laughs> and one <laughs> I, I think um one is what, the best? No, three, three three parties hard. Uh, okay, well well I mean, one is uh Kemar Roach celebration when he picked up those wickets, it's uh. <laughs> Uh, was it Travis Head yes you know, I think that's, that's it I, I think number two has to be um, <laughs> Shema Joseph yes is, oh. is our first wicket celebration and all he just he likes to look in total control but you can't beat back a guy <laughs> doing somersaults at 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. in Brisbane, and his name is Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Okay. And, he, and he does not drink. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I reckon you might have got a couple of votes yeah. last night, too. I, know, what, I, hope, I hope so. I hope so. Hard, he, hard. he loves Australia, Brian. Yeah. He really does. Yeah, I and, do. and you're here for another couple of weeks?
4: Yeah, I'm here for uh, one more week, a couple of one days in Melbourne and Sydney. Um gonna hit some golf balls now with oh. uh with young Zendi. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All are right. you a decent are you a decent golfer, Zendi? Craig, what are you off?
3: Yes. He's talking to his son. son. He's talking to his (laughs) son. Is he left-handed
0: or right-handed golfer?
4: Right-handed golfer. uh, That's the way. That's the way. We've got a
0: Lara coming. Brian,
1: thank you so much for your time, mate. And congratulations uh, yesterday. It was one of the great test wins in Australia. Well done.
4: Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Take care, on. Good Good on you there.
1: Brian Lara, (laughs) Cricket Royalty, right here. Thank you. On the Rush Out. Thank you. Thank no, you, no, ben. thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, and thank <laughs> yeah. you Jazz. Thank, thank you, everyone. And thank, thank you, Adelaide. <laughs> up next. <laughs>
2: thank
0: you, Brian. He's hung
5: up.
2: <laughs> and thanks, Brian. See you, Brian. <laughs> Brian.
3: You have 13 new messages.
5: Uh, Andrew, it is Ian from Henley Beach Council. Just wanted to remind you that there are designated paint disposal locations dotted all around the area pouring paint all over your driveway is not the preferred method when you are done painting your house. <laughs> G'day, it's Bernard Fanning. Just wanted to say I was really excited to meet some of the Triple M crew after years of support you've shown me and Powderfinger over the years until I seen it was Greg Blewett wanting a photo. <laughs> oh, Frank from Henley Cleaning. Uh, had a look at your driveway to clean up that mess. Uh, can we just clarify, don't take this the wrong way because we're fans of yours, but is it paint... Because a lot of the boys seem to think that's a big, jarman-sized jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, g'day, it's Robbie Gray here. Robbie. Uh, as you know, I'm selling my house mm. and we finished our house inspection about five hours ago. Mm. Your producer, Tom's still here and, um... Do <laughs> you don't have these shorts? You just won't leave.
4: <laughs>
5: yeah, g'day, boys, it's Roo. Yeah. That time of the year where we get all the tomatoes and, uh... Get the whole crew around and uh make sauce. Unfortunately the cops have gotten confused and uh they heard that Bertie was around here on the sauce and uh oh, there's five cars. Uh, come
4: on, Ozzy come on <laughs>
5: <laughs> it's KG. I I, oh, I wanted to say I had a, a beautiful weekend in, in in God's country for the long weekend. I I, I spent it with the, the extended family and their loved ones. I tell you what, without a shadow of a doubt, there was a, an eight-year-old Timmy Johnny. Oh, tell you what, he reminded me of a young Greg Blewett when he was playing a bit of backyard cricket. Got him out first ball with a nice quick oh, bouncer. Yeah. Uh, g'day Jars, Adam from Henley Paint. Um, <laughs> you couldn't salvage much after you spilt an entire drum onto your driveway, but it's cleaned down nonetheless. Wasn't easy in that 40-degree heat, mate. Um, I've got your email titled, thanks, lads, but um, we expected payment of cash. G'day Andrew Jarman here. Do you need me to send a message
0: to your family your loved
5: Oh, it's a matter of your boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're well and truly back into 2024 now that your contracts have been negotiated. And I uh, just want to say thanks for coming way down off your original offer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you boys think, but we're not made of money here at Triple M. <laughs> Excuse you me, make... sir. Yeah. Your foie gras with lobster is ready under the deck. <laughs> ah, thank you. There it is. It's not about the money, it's about loyalty. Excuse me, sir. Ah. Uh, who are the gentlemen that you have bought on board the yacht? Ah. It's me, Builder, Me Landscaper, Me Sparky, Reno Team, The Concreter. Uh, wow. So that's what I was going to say. Wow. Uh, hello, Greg. It is Ian from Adelaide Insurance. Just getting back to you with a quote about the 79 golf bags that you wanted insured. You're in luck. As a matter of fact, we do happen to have what we call the mentally unstable policy. (laughs) And it would also cover the 90-inch poster of James Brayshaw (laughs) you have in the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, g'day, Molly. It's Daggers. How are you, bruh? I heard on the M's that Chris Isaac's got to be at a day on the green. And um just wanted you to know that if you wanted to hang out with me, you can spend a day on the green whenever you like. <laughs> Man, Nicker from the Stansbury Pub. Oh, Nicky. <laughs> can you remember the name of that bloke that's got that cheap roundup? We've got a few weeds in the car park, they're bloody everywhere. That's a bloody isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Dad, whatever. Dad reckons he's got an easier way of getting rid of the weeds, but all the cars are parked here. And um uh oh, what are you doing? <laughs> well, it is a lovely oh. summer of cricket. It's yeah. going to be back in Adelaide. Yeah. The only time I brag about being in Adelaide <laughs> is when I'm in Adelaide. Now, Charmin, Yeah. you say that the Scottish genes run through your whole family. Yes. You say that Australian rules football runs through your family. Yeah. There's only one thing that doesn't run in your family. You! (laughs) (laughs) You fat! You have no more
3: messages. (laughs) Our next guest, Coaches Champions. Game, set a match. Do it. Game, set a match. And she's done it. Shimano. Triple M's
0: Rush Hour, Darren Cahill. Good afternoon, Daz. Welcome to the uh, Rush Hour. Hello, boys. How are you? Oh, Daz. Yeah, we're good. Daz, we're so proud of you. Congratulations. Now, where did you find this little 22-year-old lol sinner from Italy? <laughs> and what, what, did, what made you fall in love with
6: this young talent? Well, we saw him about four years ago, five years ago when I was working with ESPN. He was a young kid playing out here. I can't remember what he was ranked, but I was sitting courtside doing a match for ESPN and boy, he could crack the ball back then. And he knew that if he could evolve his game, get a little bit better in certain areas. For the back of the court, he hit the ball differently to everybody else. So it wasn't just me. Everybody knew that this kid was really special. He was well coached back in Italy by Riccardo Piatti, who's quite a famous Italian coach. And so it's been a pleasure to watch him come up through the ranks over the years and it's been even a bigger pleasure to be working with him for the last 18 months. He's a great kid. You love him, Just. Yeah, beautiful.
2: Daz, how does that work with the player-coach relationship in a, in a tennis perspective? Does he approach you? Do you speak to him? Does a management group do it? How does that work?
6: Yes, he reached out to me, actually. So it was about 18 months ago. I wasn't doing anything. I was back here in Adelaide, and it was right before the grass court season. And I basically got a call from him and his manager to see if we'd jump on a Zoom and have a chat about helping out the team. So he had a coach. He replaced Ricardo with a guy called Simone Vagnossi, who's an Italian coach. He does a remarkable job, actually. He's one of the best coaches that I've ever worked with. And it's been a pleasure to work with him. And so they asked if I'd come over and join the team. I think what they were looking for was just a bit more experience to make sure they were doing all the things that we're meant to be doing and they're on the right track as far as evolving his game and and teaching him some different things, but also just to add a bit of experience into the team. So I did about a four-week trial over the grass court season 18 months ago, and it worked out well. We all clicked, and it's been great ever since.
2: And how does it work in terms of, obviously, he lives overseas, you're here in Adelaide. How much time do you spend over there coaching? Is there some online stuff you do? How, how does that work?
6: Well, I, I'm on the road 35, 40 weeks of the year, oh, so I'm in Adelaide at the moment, but not we're not here that much, maybe four to six weeks a year, and normally over the Christmas period and because the Australian Open's on, we've got uh, a few weeks in Australia, through this period, but as Jars knows, unless we catch up for a coffee, which he's oh. been avoiding me for the last three years, oh, unless we do it in the next couple of weeks, I won't be back until after September. <laughs> okay. So, Jars, are we having
0: a coffee or not? No, we're going to have a oh. beer and I'll shout. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> You'll
1: shout? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. It's a few sharks around, <laughs> isn't it? Hey, Killer, um, I, by the time I turned it on, um, your man was already two sets down. Oh, and no. And I was yeah. barracking for him because of your connection. And... Um, so after the, t- after the first two sets, how worried were you um, that it was done, it was gone?
6: Yeah, I was worried for sure. They played nine times before and Medvedev's got a 6-3 head-to-head record over Yannick. But the last three times they played, Yannick's actually won. But all of those matches were really tough and really tight. But he played differently. Medvedev went to hell and back physically throughout the entire tournament. I don't know if you saw, but a couple of his matches were five-set matches, and he spent more time on court than any player that's made it through to the final. So he knew physically he was going to be tired. Uh, he He can run forever, and his style of play is actually quite difficult to play against because... And we kind of referred to him as a chess player because he changes the way he plays all the time. To So to strategize against him is always quite difficult. But we knew because he was tired that he was going to play aggressively, that we didn't think he could play that well for so long. Mm-hmm. And he was taking risk after risk. He, his whole game is built around great movement, cutting down the unforced errors and forcing players to play risky against him. And he completely flipped that. And the first two sets, he took all the risk. And he was coming to the net three times as many times as Yannick was, and he took the net away from Yannick. So we just didn't think he was able to keep that up for a long period of time, but he did. And credit to him, he played unbelievably well. And then he had a couple of small looks early in the third set. The first couple of service games that Yannick played in the third set were crucial, and he had to hold on to his serve. He got out of a couple of holes. And once he did that, we could actually see that Medvedev was just starting to tire a little bit and we kind of sent that message down to Yannick to sell a bit of belief to him or to give him hope. And to his credit, he didn't flinch. He just sticked to his game plan, stuck to his game plan, worked hard, kept on moving Medvedev, and eventually kind of wore him down at the end. But he still had to have the resolve and the resilience to... To come up with the big shots when it mattered, and he was able to do it. So he, he was a rock star. He did so well in Ab- his fine.
1: Absolutely sensational. Um, what about other majors now? Like what, in terms of the style of play? What are you looking ahead to now? What 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 do you think he can do really well in?
6: Yeah, so the game's changed a little bit from the old days where you had specialists on grass or serve volley players or players that played from the back and had more chances to win on clay. These these players can win on anything these days because the way the players play, it sort of starts from the back of the court and then you're looking for short balls to transition to the net. Everybody's doing pretty much the same. The old serve and volley style of play is basically completely out. There's only three or four players that play that style of game. So... Anybody can win on any surface. It doesn't matter if it's hard court, if it's fast hard court, if it's clay or if it's grass. So Yannick's going to have a chance in anything he plays and he plays well on clay. That's what he was brought up on. And as we know, last year he made it through to the semi-finals of Wimbledon. So his game has adapted pretty well to the grass. So if he plays well, he's a chance. We're chatting with our very own Darren Carl, the coaching genius that he
0: is. Daz, Daz, you've done four generations of coaches or, or grand slams in Andre Agassi, Leighton Hewitt, Simone Hallett, Lyle <laughs> Sinner. Mate, that's basically nearly four Simon distinct Halep. generations of Simon. tennis players and you've won majors with them. What's the formula, mate? Because maybe Kenny Hinckley
6: needs you in the coach's box next year. <laughs> you say, the, 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 for, the formula is not butchering three of the four. <laughs>
3: of
1: the Was it Simon oh, Hallett oh, and, oh, and oh, Agassi.
6: Andre Agassi? <laughs> <laughs> Andre, Andre and Andrew Steffi. Garza. I had a
0: crush on Steffi
6: Graf. Is she asking about me, Daz? <laughs> she hasn't asked about you lately, Daz, but I'm sure her n- your name will come up when I head back to Vegas. And- but what, what a feat, though. Martina, no. What English, a feat. No, yes. seriously. I what agree. A feat
2: what, what Darren Cole has done with these yep. four individuals. No, unbelievable. And it's only the second player, Daz, I read outside of the big three Djokovic, Federer, yep. and Nadal since 2005 that have won. Wow. So unbelievable. Wow.
6: Yeah, those guys have just had a mortgage on all the big (laughs) tournaments, and it's been really rare. It's not just the Australian Open, it's all of them. And we've been through a generation in tennis where we're really lucky to have witnessed such domination in Djokovic, Nadal and Federer, and even Andy Murray as well. Andy Murray got to number one in the world through that period as well. So there's only been a few players that have come through and won majors. Dominic Thiem snuck one at the US Open a few years ago through COVID, Stan Wawrinka was good enough to win three of them. Remember Juan Martin Del Potro? He came through and won one at the US Open a number of years ago. But beyond that, these guys, they've been selfish. They've been sharing the, (laughs) the, the majors between themselves. So to break that domination, and as you know, Yannick's draw through to win this tournament was damn tough. He had to beat the number one player in the world in the semis, the number three player in the world mm. in the final, and he beat the number five player in Andre Rublev in the world in the quarterfinals. So three of the top five in the world to win your first major wow. was pretty spectacular. And to come fa- back from two sets of love down, it, it shows the quality of the kid and-, and what he's made of, and hopefully he's got a lot of more lot more success ahead of him.
1: Well, obviously exciting times uh, looking forward with Yannick. What about yourself, though? Like How are you finding... 35, 40 weeks on the road. How long are you going to do that for?
6: I mean, I love it. I, when you can only do one thing, you might as well keep doing it, right? So, yeah. <laughs> tennis coaching is my thing and and I love the sport. I love the environment. I love the fact that I'm, you know, working also with a great team, that the culture within our team, the Italian team is spectacular and they're all great guys and, and no one per person is more important than any other within our team and, and that's what makes it if you're good have good people around you you enjoy the environment you enjoy the job and I love this one it's been spectacular to, to work with him I, I heard from a couple of my Italian friends that Italy is absolutely going off with this result he's on his way back there at the moment and I think he's doing a big press conference oh. in Rome and something to do with the Colosseum coming up as well so oh. I, I think the reaction back in Italy is going to be spectacular and he deserves it and actually the Italian team even the, the male and female players they have at the moment, they're a really tight-knit group. And as we know, in early December, Italy won the Davis Cup for the first That's time right. for something like 50 years. So they're going through a they're really coming. special period at the moment, so they need to maximise it.
2: Hey, we're seeing other sports speed the game up, short forms of the, say, cricket, for example, T20s. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on speeding the game up. Now, I did hear an interview, you did, but can you just share with us your thoughts on that?
6: Well, I think they're trying little bits and pieces. There's a few exhibition tournaments out. There's uh, Labor Cup, there's uh, UTS, there's a couple of other formats out there that are, are trying to speed the game up a little bit. But when it comes down to it, our best tennis is Grand Slam tennis, and that's over the best of five format for the men. So uh, for me, I, I love cricket as well, and the cricket I love still is test cricket over five days so I'm a traditionalist I think that you can find little ways within the game to speed it up they've got more rules now for people taking toilet breaks or change of clothes breaks they're talking about let cords taking that out of the game because that adds probably five or six minutes to every single match with the time it takes with a let cord Scoring changes, they've done a couple of those things. They brought in the tie break, the fifth set tie break to speed things up a little bit. So they're making little changes, but I think the core of the game is solid. It's yeah. good. It's it's why you play tennis, to, to win majors over five sets, and they're bloody hard. And you don't want to make them easier or quicker. Everybody that wins a major you, know, you respect the previous generations. They went through hell to win majors, yeah. so you can't be making it that much easier for this next generation. And as you saw on the weekend, for Yannick to win his first major, it was bloody hard, yeah. and he deserved it. And and that's the way it's meant to be, in my opinion. No, yeah, very well, well
1: said. Done. Tell us how a 22-year-old celebrates their first major. Tell us. Tell us you
0: went hard. Yeah, you guys. come on, Daz. They reckon you we went for 12 hours straight.
6: <laughs> well, I went hard, but I didn't see him for until about three o'clock in the morning because this oh. media circus they have afterwards oh, yes. had him for about two and a half, three hours Oof. afterwards. Yes. Going from media outlet to media outlet. So I was in the bar drinking beers for a few hours before he got there. <laughs> so I went time. hard just as you would expect. But well. It was good. He had a couple of Diet Cokes or Coke Zeroes. Uh, I'm sure when he gets back to Italy, when he gets amongst it with his friends, uh, he likes a drink or two. He'll have a great time. Good. And he's thoroughly earned it, so good luck to him. Daz, we're bloody proud of you, mate, yep. and
0: congratulations on what was a, a magnificent performance by the young man. Catch up soon, three weeks in Adelaide. My shout, I'll track you down and uh, we'll catch up and <laughs> share some stories <laughs> and talk about your Port Adelaide uh, boys this year.
6: Get them up, Jaz. We got a chance or not? No. No. Catch you later, Daz. You said you wanted Daz to coach. Take care, (laughs) Daz. You wanted him
2: to coach. I beg your pardon. Success (laughs) follows, Daz. No.
0: See
6: you later, boys. Take
0: care. There he is, Darren Cove. Just just smack him right between the eyes on the way out. I I was going to ask him, but we're running out a bit of time. Why hasn't uh, Australian tennis got Darren Carl to drive their whole
2: program. Why
0: isn't he involved in Australian tennis?
2: He's busy coaching.
0: No, Honestly, listen to the Italians, men and women. He just said, they're flying. What about our men and women? Where are all our superstars coming from? Talk to me. (laughs) Why isn't he involved? Why wouldn't you have Darren Carl running the whole tennis program in Australia? There, yeah. <laughs> Why, wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Maybe he has been asked. Maybe he has been asked. He's not. Yes, Charles? up on him for, Molly? <laughs> hey Yes, left. Charles. There Hi. you go, mate. Hi, Darren. Good to see you.
2: <laughs> believe it or not, it's Bluey's Believe It or Not. Bluey's Believe It or Not, now on Triple N's Rush Hour. First
0: one for the year. How come we're doing one? this segment again this year? I thought we dumped what? it. No, say, oh. no. It's, pub- it's a good well, segment. Hang on. Yeah. You've just said off here, I love this segment. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: we I get didn't. on it,
1: Did air. I do? No, I don't yeah, think so. This just I sums <laughs> no. you up. You no, just knife people. You're a, he, I don't think he said it. You know? all I didn't hear all right, <laughs> you? What have we got? I want to head to Wales, right? <laughs> well, goodbye. <laughs> <And> then,
0: <laughs> <laughs> See
1: you. It's nice, Wales. Have you ever been to Wales? No. I've seen one. No. You? No, no. You guys just got to get out and about a bit more. (laughs) You're not global. (laughs) I saw a humpback once.
2: (laughs) What? I saw a humpback. Is the Loch Ness Monster there?
0: Is the Loch Ness
1: Monster there? No. up in Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Now, the ambulance service have put out a public plea to stop ringing for frivolous stuff. Frivolous? So their number over there is 999. Ours is? 888. Good. No, or triple
0: zero, or triple zero, triple O,
1: triple zero. <laughs> Are they the same thing? <laughs> yes. You sure? Yes. Sir. Uh, okay. Think so, so uh, has reminded people to only phone triple nine yep. in an emergency after revealing its worst offenders for inappropriate calls, including oh. a person who sought help after eating too much kebab. <laughs> no,
0: <don't. laughs> they didn't
1: ring the, the ambulance. They're ringing. This is how the this is how the phone call oh, went. no! This is the transcript. Tell me exactly what's happened, a worker said to the person who called about eating too much kebab. Yesterday evening, the caller replied, we had some kebab, and I might have had a little bit more than I'm used to. Then this morning, I've had a very painful stomach. Nice. That's the reason
0: they no. rang. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no. Triple nine. No. Another is one. It,
1: too it, much it, garlic it, sauce, it, Greg. And... Yeah. The, they call it the, the WAS, yeah. the Welsh Ambulance Service. Yeah. Our plea is to the public to apply your common sense. Most people know the difference between a real emergency and something that is uncomfortable, painful or irritating but not life-threatening. Now, what about this bozo? The person, <laughs> someone <laughs> rang up and they'd lost their teeth. <laughs> the transcript goes... <laughs> I have a bottom part denture and I oh. went to clean my teeth and I said, where's my false teeth? <laughs> This sounds crazy, but I don't know what else to do. Could I have swallowed my false oh, teeth? Oh, no. A ringing. Does that happen? This is some of the... Is that the 12th man to leave my teeth <laughs> in the jar beside my bed? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the false teeth. Yes. Someone who rang up, got a, a ring stuck on their finger. Get out. This has got the old swollen <laughs> no. you know.
0: detergent. Enough's enough. Yes. Someone who
1: lost their voice.
0: <laughs> and they're ringing the ambulance. How do, how they, do they, they know what <laughs> they, Yeah. What, how do they? No. Ben no. Someone lost water? their
1: voice and another who got their hand stuck in a letterbox. Oh, <laughs> oh, God. God. Come no, on. No wonder they're so, frustrated.
0: Yes. Very
1: frustrated. So. What are they doing just about Just a little. It? I mean, that, it's a bit of a light-hearted segment. No, but, but it's a, a little
2: reminder yeah, no, for us as
0: well. Triple O. Yeah. That's a very important. Unless it's serious. Yes call the ambulance who do a so, wonderful, wonderful job. Yes. Give Jars yes. a few yeah. different well,
2: scenarios and see whether he's going to call triple yes. nine so when, or triple zero when or you're not. When your undies
1: are a little bit tighter <laughs> no. than normal because <laughs> you've kept them in the dryer for
0: too long or you've put on a little bit of weight over <laughs> no. the summer, of yeah, yeah. Hey, don't ring triple no, I'll just ring a crane high mob. <laughs> You know, honestly, <laughs> why, why, why do you revert back to body shaming? <laughs> I'm getting some beautiful, beautiful comments along the beach in the mornings how I've <laughs> looked shredded, you've lost weight. Shredded. You're well, why are you fasting? Uh, <laughs> because I want to <laughs> give <laughs> my organs, you know, a chance to breathe and heal. <laughs> what the musical organ? Heal. Ooh. What are they going to do? Heal. Very good heal. segment. <laughs> And a good message, too, okay. a reminder right. message. Yes. Yeah. Greg, so right. well so done. If you've okay. lost your false teeth. Don't ring triple O. Have people swallowed their false teeth, do you know? I don't know. There'd be some no. stories How out. How they don't swallow them? Well, sometimes they may.
2: They fall well, out. It's a whole no. thing. Well, you don't know. You don't know. Mm. Charlotte swallowed half of her tooth. Yeah, but that's one, one, too. you yeah, might have one, yeah.
0: I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if they do, but I'm just <laughs> okay. saying. Anyway, yeah. We all need a
1: Because one day
0: we'll all be having false teeth.
1: Yeah. And the cabad, put, What do you eat too <laughs> much? <laughs> for <of laughs> yours back here, Jazz, what do you eat too much of? All your, right. Cheese. All
3: right. <laughs> Our next guest liked putting him over the fence. Oh, Watson! Good evening. Away <laughs> right. over forward square. That's the biggest of the night. Oh, oh, there he
0: is. Go. Taking him downtown, Mark Wall. That's top tier. That's what you asked for. And that's
3: what Shane Watson gives you. And it's been caught for the man in the white ceiling. He put pen to paper. For
7: me personally, I just wanted to be the best cricketer that I possibly could be. So whether it's physically, whether it's technically or mentally, I was scouring the ends of the earth to be able to find the information that could help me to be as good as I possibly could be. Please welcome
4: to Triple
1: M's Rush Hour, Shane Watson. Hey. Oh, geez, we've had some big guests on, haven't we, oh, this really? week? Well, we've had Brian Lara, yeah. Darren Cale, yeah. but none bigger than this oh, guy. None Mr. bigger than this guy, seat. Shane Watson. Welcome. That is not true, but
7: thanks for having me, guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bigger than Lara. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Hey, Watto, um, tell us about your new book, mate, The Winner's Mindset. Tell us what it's all about. Yeah, The Winner's
7: Mindset. So this is a new edition of um, of a book I released about 12, 18 months ago. Um, and this updated edition, um, it's all around the mental skills for, for cricket, but, it, but life in general. Um, and it's all around passing on this knowledge that I've been fortunate enough to get educated on back in 2014 when I was sort of going through a tough time performance-wise and really this this information that I got taught from um, Dr Jacques Dallaire, a mental skills guru from the US, really just turned things around and finally um, made me understand I had to really think about what I thought about Um, beforehand. I just let my thoughts sort of just go the way they did, Um, some good, some not so good, Um, whereas this really just gave me the control understanding what control that you do have over your thoughts to be able to create the right mental environment, to be able to perform at your best more consistently. So um, I feel very fortunate to have been taught this information and then try and pass it on to as many people as possible because it's not something that's really talked about that much, mm. and especially taught as um, at school, which I think it, it's one of the most important life skills that we can develop.
2: And it was all off the back of a chance encounter with an IndyCar champ. Is that mm. true? That's right. Yeah,
7: Will Power, who's um, an Aussie IndyCar champion, who's won the IndyCar Championship twice now, uh, is at a, at a rugby league awards dinner, which was very random. I've never been to that before, and or before or since. But it was a um, just a chance meeting with him, and he, he was going through a very similar thing in his in his career, um, having to face the fear of being a being a professional race car driver, and I was going through the same thing as a as a cricketer. And um, he put me on to to um, Dr. Jacques Dallaire, who he'd worked with and was really helping him through it. And again, this information was stuff that I hadn't heard before, um, just really simple to understand, but really made a huge impact and I was able to turn things around immediately.
1: This is unbelievable, powerful stuff, Watto, and I wish I knew this stuff uh, <laughs> when I played as well, because I think... Even as juniors, or uh, doesn't matter what levels of sport that you play, that the fear of failure can be crippling. So, give us an example of like how you would turn it around your mindset. Method. Yeah, tell us about the method that you know changed for you when you started to adopt it, and and as a result, play better. Yeah, well,
7: that's the biggest thing that just about all the struggle with is the fear of failure because we're so desperate for results. We're desperate to be as good as we possibly can achieve the, the things we want to achieve and then everything that goes with it. And that was something that I just continued to lump so much pressure on myself because I was so desperate for the results that I was hoping for. Um, but the method really came down to me understanding how to control the things that I could, how to control my mental energy, which I really was an absolute master at burning through it because I switched on at the wrong time so it's incorrectly focused so um even in the morning of a test match i'd wake up and i'd be switched on going today asked him be my day i need to score runs today um and then i'll have that i'll be switched on all the way through until i went out to bat um, even at the non-striker's end I'd be switched on and it wasn't until i really understood that your mind you've only got a certain amount of mental energy every day mm. if you need it to be able to then you need as much mental energy as possible so then when you need to actually trust your instincts and react to the best of your ability. You need to have full mental energy so you react and don't make mistakes or reduce mistakes that are, mistakes that are made. So, um, for me, the method was really just understanding what the correct focus was for me at any time. And the default for me now is, even in other parts of my life, is putting a song into my head. Other people use it. Breathing is a technique. Other use. Other people. Um, use just looking out into the distance and a lot of different techniques that you can have just to be able to put your mind on neutral because very rarely do we are we actually really that present in the moment we're very much thinking about what's happened or what might happen in the future so that was really a really important thing and that's the one thing that I see now coaching uh, this information and coaching in cricket one of the biggest issues that society has is their mental energy stores and become mentally fatigued very quickly and then that's when errors Brain fatigue, brain fake, that's when that comes into, into playing. You start making errors that you normally wouldn't make.
0: Well, we're chatting with Australian champ Shane Watson. He's got a new book out, The Winner's Mindset. This young generation of athletes, are they mentally weak between the years, Shane? Or you reckon they're a lot stronger than we were back in yesteryear?
7: I wouldn't think, I certainly wouldn't say mentally weak, not at all. Um, yeah, generations of people come from um, different situations there's no question about that. I think the biggest thing when it comes to this is around the mental skills education. Even back in the back in the day when um, I was starting out, when, when everyone was starting out, when um, Blue was starting out, you're not really taught the mental skills side of things. Yeah. Everything's based around technique and, and developing those physical skills that you need to be able to have to be an international sports person or be the best at what you can but you're never taught the actual mental skills that you need to be able to understand how to create the right thoughts at the right time but also the right mental environment. So you can access those skills, especially when you're under pressure. Um, So you can just tap into those skills that are so deeply ingrained. So that's really the most important thing, um, whether it's back in the day or whether it's actually now with the current athletes and current performers. It's all around understanding how to be able to create the right mental environment and the right thoughts for you at the right time to be able to access all the skills that are so deeply ingrained instead of sabotaging your own performance because your thoughts actually get in your way of accessing those those incredible skills that people have
1: yeah geez this is fascinating i could talk to you about this all all day what about um when you finally started to work it out did it Mm. affect your sleep as well because um, I reckon a lot of people that get nervous about um, their performance the next day uh, would have very restless sleeps. Um, how did that happen with you?
7: Once once I really understood this information, it, uh, I suppose one of the key parts to it was the things that are out of your control and the weight that was lifted off. So I, because I was so focused on results that are actually out of your control, the things that are in your control is your skill development, what you've got right at that moment in time, what... Um, attitude, what your commitment is to that moment in time, what you're focused on at that moment in time when you need to perform as well because those are the things you are in control of and if you stack every one of those up that doesn't mean that you're going to get the exact results that you're desperate for that you want because there's other factors that can get in the way like like a bad umpiring decision in cricket or um, you know just something going against you that you weren't expecting but as soon as I really understood that deeply and took my focus away from the result because that was out of my control and just focused on my preparation and then doing everything I could throughout my performance, then that just lifted a huge weight off the shoulders, which meant I was able to sleep a lot easier because I wasn't worrying about the mm. result, I wasn't worrying about what might happen. I was just focused on what I can control and doing that to the best of my ability.
2: Yeah, we have a lot of young, aspiring uh, sports people listening to this show. Now, what about the wellness side of things, the techniques, say, like a meditation or visual, visualisation, I should say? Any of that did you use?
7: Oh, absolutely. Um, meditation is, is one of the incre- incredibly important techniques for me that, that I use and I used around really regenerating my mental energy. So I would do it before before a game, 100% because the only way you can regenerate your mental energy is through sleep or meditation. So meditation was a, a huge part in my preparation to be able to give myself the best chance of having the most mental energy that I possibly can. Uh, visualization absolutely plays a huge role in your preparation more so the day before and the days leading up because your, your mind, actually your body can't tell the difference between what's actually you vividly imagine and what's actually happening, what can actually happen physically. So by visualizing certain things, you can start to bed down certain muscle memory, um, neural pathways. So then when you go out and you need to perform, it's not it doesn't feel like it's the first time that you've seen this type of situation. So visualization used at the right time is an incredibly powerful um, tool as well to be able to continue to enhance your performance as much as possible. So combining meditation as in your preparation, but it's in general, because yeah, so much stimulation in society now with everything that's going on with phones and everything's busy. There's not many times where people actually are still. And meditation is one of those incredible techniques that, that forces you to be to be still in your mind.
1: I know you watch a, a lot of cricket still. What, what about the Windies the other day hey. up in Brisbane? Yeah. Gosh, weren't they gosh they showed some
7: serious fight, that's for sure. Well they
2: read your book. They will <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what well,
7: I keep hearing about Rodney Hogg and what he said about the West Indies. So that really obviously got them all into a collective performance mindset to to with their backs against the wall and knowing the West Indies um, people in general, they do perform when their back's against the wall, mm. when they're shoved against the wall. That is when the very best come out of them. So, um, Rodney Hogg, we appreciate your comments because that really <laughs> got to
2: fire up. Fired up. Um, <laughs> but,
7: yeah, it was impressive to see the way they performed
2: Hey, there's a little rumour going around you possibly could be coaching in the BBL next year. Oh. We heard that oh. first year. Oh. Yes. Um hasn't yeah. <laughs> said anything.
0: He's
1: mm. laughing. Mm-hmm. Greg, you said it. The Renegades, I'm hearing. <laughs> Will <laughs> you be coaching
0: the Renegades?
7: Well, I've not I've not heard a thing from the Come Renegades. On. At all, Come so on. Really? you getting your mail from Greg, Mr. Blewett, come on. Greg? I'm, 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 I'm open. I'm open anyway, but yeah. I haven't heard one thing. Well, Greg, right. you should email who? from Mr. Blue. My, my, oh, my, my, no, my, my words. My words. He denied it. He
0: said he's never
1: had contact. Shane Watson will be coaching the Melbourne Renegades. Right, record <laughs> that, that. you've done <laughs> well. No, we've got it. Wem State. hasn't heard a thing <laughs>
4: about <Yeah>. it. <laughs> Exactly.
1: Cool. Well, Both. I uh, see. I know stuff before Watto even knows yeah, about it, okay. that, what's happening yeah, in his personal life.
7: That's why I love you, Louie.
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey, Watto. Thanks for coming on, mate, and sharing uh, some of your experiences. The winner's mindset is Shane Watson's new book, and this stuff is unbelievably powerful. So, well done on putting it all in a book, mate. Well done.
7: No, I appreciate it. It's great to chat to you guys. Thanks having me. Good on so you, mate. Good and,
0: Watto, where do we get a book? Do we go online or any,
7: online, uh, any bookstores? bookstores, book all bookstores. Yep. Your best bookstores, your worst ones, all the good ones, <laughs> it's all there. Done.
2: <laughs> Just ask Greg. He seems to know everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
7: good luck with the <laughs> Renegades S- next year, Watto. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shane Watson here on the Rush Hour. Got a
2: new segment again. Oh, Just what? made one up.
4: <laughs> well... <laughs>
2: You guys aren't bringing any content. Oh, yeah, oh Come yeah. on. Nah, come just on, dude. this little dude. bit yeah, chat So what is it? What up, are you bringing? Just a little health chat coming up. But mm. uh, as a hook to this, I thought I'd just play a little game. Greg, you have to play the game. Yeah. And the game is called... What? Na- 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 Aim the stu- 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 stut- stu- stut- stutterer. Name the stutterer it's called, Greg. Because we've had a few <laughs> issues over the last few days of... People just getting caught on their words. <laughs> well, I like this already. I like this game. So we're going to play now. Just You just talk amongst yourselves a okay. bit. I just need to see the audio because it's come all through right. very late. Okay. Um, let me have a look, Molly. Um, I'm trying right.
1: to think of some stuttering that's been happening, jazz no, Can you I'd, think of any? No, not at all. No? Have no, you
2: been elite? I've been, elite? been fresh. Yeah, been yeah, been
1: okay. elite. Okay.
6: Oh, Don't know no. where we're
4: going with All this. Right. So okay, well, we've got fans. the audio.
2: The audio's just hit. Well, we've had a bit of. There's a bit okay. going on in here, Greg, right. as you know. So, Charles, I need you to sit back down. Gregory, listen in. Mm. <laughs> These are two very iconic SA sports people. Mm-hmm. Name this st- 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 stutterer. <laughs> just going to yeah. stay oh. out there. Feel free to stay out there. We're okay what, in here. <laughs> what what'd you reckon? Ra- what you? Ra- <laughs> Why did you whack my dress? Spit it out. I've got my Fiji. There's one. There's one. Don't name it yet. Okay. And here's another one that's very similar. What's the strangest place you
0: have kissed? Strangest place I've kissed? What's the strangest place you have kissed? Oh, location. Yeah, location or... uh... I don't know
2: what you mean. Where's the
0: strangest
2: place to
0: be kissed? Answer the bloody question! On the bottom. No! 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 Where? Where?
5: Location!
0: Whoa!
2: Australia! Australia! (laughs) Australia! He said he was Australia! I've never you. heard the Australian Listen. bit before. Because <laughs> no, no, I'm normally, on the, so, I'm normally so, on the floor, so that ah, was kg what? cutting in. No, I think that was the one person, wasn't it? <laughs> Let's hear that first one again. <laughs> I just want to hear the God. first one. Just going to yeah. stay yeah. out there. Feel free to stay out there. We're okay what, in here. What, <laughs> why'd you wreck? Why'd, why'd, <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you?
0: Why did you whack <laughs> my dress? Spin it out. out. I've Spen. got my Fiji. <laughs>
2: It is morphing in the cage. <laughs> <laughs> this was pointed out to me by a certain individual in here that works in here every day, and I just thought, that needs to be played. So, Greg, what? have you got any idea what's one? Is it the same person? I think it's the same person. Andrew Newton Cunningham. I'm not morphing in the great man. No, <laughs> Not where? Location. <laughs> uh, uh, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard Australia ever. Oh, look who's coming have a look. That was a the big, funny show. The that big oh, anyway. I, uh...
0: Special day at the Blewett household. Catherine Blewett celebrating a birthday today. Mm. We need to uh, call her right now. What? To say hello and wish her a happy birthday. Oh, no. well, to she's... find out what presents she've given you beautiful wife. Oh, okay. So, Byrne, let's get her on the phone, please.
2: Hello, Catherine speaking. Catherine, it's Bernie and Jazz and well, your oh, husband's no. here. Your husband's Hello. here as well, babe, babe. Oh dear. We've
3: got, Hello, we've got a little
2: message Surprise. for you. Happy yeah. 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 Oh dear. Happy
3: birthday
2: <laughs> to you. Hey. Happy birthday. Hey. Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy birthday <Mrs>. Catherine! <laughs> How's the day been so Thank far? You. What did oh cricket lips do for you? Yeah. Oh, white legs. Oh hairy. Well, nose. cricket lips forgot. <laughs> You're
3: right. Oh, no, no, babe.
1: That was just that, like it
2: was first thing in no, the morning. Greg, you oh, said asleep. Asleep. You said Bye. you had everything covered. You I ticked did. all the boxes. Yes. You've done everything. Yes, but you forgot. No, just for the first. He forgot. Five, <laughs>
3: first five oh.
1: And then he bought
2: No, I was oh, in the oh, bathroom oh, and yeah.
3: he came in and he. Uh, got his phone and walked past and I said, Excuse me, it's my birthday, and
1: you oh. went, oh.
3: That's bad. Oh, oh, this is Happy Catherine.
1: birthday, darling.
0: Nah. Oh, oh, this no, this is
3: awkward. This is awkward. I have no idea. I put my hand up. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. half asleep, Catherine. Was get, sort out. Of like Pat <laughs> get out,
0: sleepwalking. Pack your bags, get there. out, move <laughs> yeah. in with I'm us. I'm packing her.
3: I'm going <laughs> and bring this the boys. Graceful start. Yeah. We're coming, Jazz. Oh, <laughs> Why don't
0: you forget your beautiful wife's birthday? She's special in your life.
2: She is. It's all about you and your golf clubs. Why
3: did you come in and
2: say, we said, oh, did you do something yeah, special yeah. with you? Oh, nailed it. Got a present. Well, you know? present. Oh, he nailed
3: it. Talk, Greg. <laughs> well, What about tonight, babe?
2: We're going
1: out for a nice <laughs> dinner. Too late. Oh. <laughs> yes, a nice dinner, which I organised. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's all coming out. Oh, Greg, Greg's
2: okay.
1: got on we're going. No, we're going out. We're going yes. out. Yes, well. beautiful and a so nice so you, little you present. you done nothing. <laughs> the dinner wasn't even you either. I was driving her
2: around today,
1: and you yeah, know, it was. Can soft. you
3: complain? No. You complained.
2: <laughs> You've got to stop. What, did you want the close car park again,
0: Catherine? <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, he yeah, came in right.
0: grumpy, Catherine. Mrs. Cricket Lipsy came in grumpy today. Yeah. No, I didn't. He was really grumpy. He
3: came in grumpy. Why? Oh, well, that's a good got
0: question. got to go out for bloody dinner. That's not right, no, you didn't say that. What right. did he get you for your birthday, uh, Mrs. Kriggerlips?
3: Well, he got me a designer hoodie that I asked for. Mm, nice. Mm.
2: Jeez, he must have scrambled quickly this morning. <laughs> <laughs> ching, ching. Well, I've been
3: hearing about the cost of it and oh! I've been hearing about it for a while. Anyway. <laughs> well how much can this a bloody hoodie old. cost? Seriously, <laughs> they should well, be that one worth it. Seventy bucks. Hundred and twenty <laughs> yes. bucks. No, not mate. This one. no, no a lot more oh, than that. A lot pouring, more than that. <laughs> he's pulling up. Don't Are tell we
2: him two twenty. No, don't tell
1: no three twenty. Keep
3: going. Oh, keep going. Four twenty. Oh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, let's up? say it's four figures. Oh, goodness.
2: You know what? you had to bounce back after forgetting Hang this on. morning with something yeah. good, so. You didn't tell me it was four figures. <laughs>
3: You said,
0: no, you bought it. Yeah, I
1: agreed to it. (laughs) And
3: then I purchased it and told him it was worth half. Hoping he won't look at the statement in the
1: future.
2: Lucky I was working my little butt off over Uh, summer. Catherine, now I know why he thought calling you was a bad idea (laughs) and not, no, don't do it, don't do it. We knew everything he said has been a lie. This is good. (laughs) Greg. Hey,
1: hey, babe, the, the best present's going to be after we get home from dinner. Don't worry about that. Well,
3: I'll be going straight to sleep. Yeah.
2: What, are you going to sleep in the spare room for her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you, you
3: sleep up in the spare room, babe? Yeah, here's your present. She's oh. going to
0: sleep in a sleeping bag yeah, and, and zip it right up. Just one person be nice just to me. Just leave her ready. alone. Be nice. Make her a bath and get well, some Barry White well, on and put just, a candle on. You, you normally run a away. bath That's not make
3: a bath. Something's got to remain
0: private. How do
1: you make hang a bath? Hang on.
3: Also, what, hang on. While we're at it, because I've thought of something. Yes. Uh, I asked good. for a massage oh. and he said, toodles, got to go. <laughs> oh. I
1: was running late. Yeah,
3: I oh. didn't even get a neck massage and he said, I've got to go, babe, it's uh, too <laughs> no. late, I've got to yeah. fly.
2: This and then is, I saw yeah. him having a quick snooze. Well, oh. see, oh, that's, that's not nice. oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is, this is she great. She doesn't, doesn't no, mind a bit of mayo, this is she? great news. She's telling <laughs> the truth. Great yeah. news, okay. get out now. You know he can't, he won't be home until 6.30, so you got to. Well, a, a bit of time to pack up and get out, Catherine.
0: I'd I'm hope. packing them. Sorry, I'll be
3: packing them. Have a lovely don't,
0: evening. Don't forget your hoodie. All the best, oh. Mrs Cricklips. So I'll be
3: wearing my hoodie tonight, and I hope you got a surprise for me at dinner, darling. I'll be waiting. Oh, oh The press is on. Stay
0: tuned. <laughs> 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 Enjoy. Oh,
2: thanks, Catherine,
0: and happy
3: birthday. See you guys. Oh. Happy birthday, Thank you. <laughs> bye. You, you're
0: not bad, are you? How did She's, you forget?
2: What about everything you, know, said it you said? You just gave her a drive-by. It by. was
1: literally 6.50 in the morning. Yeah, I just got up, and I was sort of goes, well, it's my... B- I, yeah, I must admit. That's, to say that. that's the
0: only thing I did wrong with I the whole day. I never did day. that with Mass. As yeah. soon as I wake up, bang. Happy birthday,
2: love. Bang. Oh. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> that's all <good. laughs> That's about how long you Your, your kids are listening <laughs> to <just. laughs> Big hello to Stephen. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Save us, Molly. <laughs> <laughs>